Vikings fishing. If you want to know what you've been missing, pull on the guys that'll make your line tight. Call Bernie Bass and the captain, all right? That's Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right. Now they're the guys that old fish fear. They're both known far and near. Ask them what's right, they'll tell you what to do. Ask them what's wrong, well, they'll tell you that too. Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right, Bernie Bass. And the captain, all right, Bernie Bass. And the captain, that's right. They'll keep your line tight. Bernie Bass and the captain, that's right. Welcome to this week's edition of the Tight Line with Bernie Bass and the Captain. Our special guest this week is Rich Parison, master fishing rod builder who currently does his craft out of, this, out of Whitewater Outfitters in Hampton Bays. Rich is a native Long Island and resident on the east end of Long Island. Besides being a master fishing rod builder, he also has a wide variety of experience both in saltwater fishing and freshwater fishing. Hey Rich, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it this week. Is there anything else you'd like to add to your background there? Uh, my pleasure, Bernie. Thank you very much for the invitation. Um, yeah, I, I guess the one thing that I realized when you asked me to come and do this is I'm now officially one of the old guys. <laughs> I remember no, being you just here have a lot of experience, as we said. But I'm, I'm experienced. Yes, I'll go with that. Uh, no, we've been very fortunate to have been in this industry and done this for a very, very long time. All right, so let's uh, get started. Um, I just want to ask you right out of the gate here, how old were you when you got into fishing, and what was the first type of fishing you actually did? Um, I was pretty lucky. I, I grew up in a fishing family. My father and his father, my grandfather, um, fished in the 50s and 60s in uh, the party boats in Sheepshead Bay and in Montauk. Uh, my father worked for the park department in the city of New York, so I got to raid okay. all the New York City ponds and go sun fishing and catfishing oh. and carp fishing as a child. Uh, so I guess maybe five, six, seven years old, I was dabbling in the water then. Oh, wow, like, just like most of us. And who introduced you to, uh, my, you know? My father, uh, I got probably my first introduction into uh, the fishing rod business from a store called Alton Kirk's in Hampton Bays. Uh, I annoyed Mickey there for many years, just trying to learn as many skills as I could about rod building when I was a young man. Uh, and he was kind enough to give me an opportunity to go work for him when I was 17 years old. So he kind of took you under, under your wing. Under yeah, his he, wing, he did. So he speak. did. Uh, you know, he, he was probably known as the master rod builder in all of the Northeast. Uh, he was kind enough to share some of his secrets with me and give me an opportunity to expound on them. And I've been fortunate enough to have been in the business for almost 40 years now. So, um, Let's talk rod building a little more because, you know, you really uh, – I've seen some of your work. I have some of your, your work, work. <laughs> to yeah. be honest yeah. with you. And, uh, I, you know, I can't thank you enough for the, for the rods you've built me over the years. Um, it seems like this takes a lot of precision, patience, and attention to detail to do these rods. Um, I, I would agree with you 110%. I think probably – uh, the most important thing is wanting to have the product be what you want it to be when you're done. You know, as you getting a custom rod, you know it has a certain fit, finish, and feel that you expect. Um, in today's world, there are many, many production rods that are good, but there's still something about a custom-made rod, uh, handcrafted, that you can appreciate doing special 
tasks or special types of fishing that you just can't get off the rack any other way. I totally agree. It's nice to have a custom rod. You know, it's called, you know, it's your own. It's so, your own. So, you so get it to, makes a difference, you know. You get to get it longer, shorter, bright blue, orange, green, black uh, actions for freshwater fish, saltwater fish, tuna fish, sharks, surf casting, which is what you do primarily. Uh, we do build all of that in the shop. Probably more offshore stuff today than ever before. Uh, but certainly some of the first rods I ever built for myself were surf rods like I built for you. Excellent. I mean, like I said, your rods are really top-notch. And on that thought, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Rich. Welcome back to the Tight Line with Bernie Bass and the Captain. We're continuing our discussion with Rich Parison, master fishing rod builder who works at uh, Whitewater Outfitter, honing his craft. Um, so, Rich, you know, we, before the break, we were talking about just rod building itself and, you know, getting a custom rod and, you know, it being yours. You know, can you elaborate more on what goes into building a custom rod for our listeners uh, out there? Sure. Uh, one, of, one of the advantages of having a custom rod built, um, A, that it's handcrafted. Uh, there's a lot of attention to detail paid to the build. Uh, more than anything else, you can get exactly what it is you're looking for. If you have a particular technique or a type of fishing, whether it be fluke bucktailing, uh, surf casting with surface plugs, whether it be tuna trolling or now deep drop fishing for swordfish, each rod can be handcrafted to fit that particular species of fishing. Uh, many of the people that I build rods for have as many as 30 or 40 rods on their boats, all particularly suited for a particular type of fishing that they like to do, blackfish, sea bass, fluke fishing. Um, you can use a wide variety of materials. It can be fiberglass, it can be graphite, it can be carbon fiber. You can use all different types of rods. We built spinning rods, we built conventional rods. Uh, a lot of that can be suited to a very specific type of fishing that you do in whatever specific place you like. Deeper, shallow, the rod can be custom constructed to fit that particular form of fishing. Um, let me ask you a question. You get a lot of requests for like people to put their own logos on there and oh, things absolutely. like that. Absolutely. I think one of, the, one of the things about having a custom rod built is that you can make it, like we spoke to before, completely yours. There's going to be colors. A lot of people choose uh, colors from their school. A lot of people put custom boat names on there, their, uh, their own personalization and logos on the rods. Uh, it can be wrapped in any color that that is manufactured in nylon under the rainbow. We can make the rod to be whatever you want. Uh, and they're very, very impressive looking when you put a set of them together on the back of somebody's boat. It's kind of like somebody driving a Mercedes. You yeah. know, they, no, I they take a great deal of pride in what they own. I totally hear you. Let me ask you a question. What's like the wildest request you ever had on a rod or something like that? Um, I had a guy a number of years ago to ask me to build him a set of rods, maybe four or five years ago. Uh, he was a retired music uh, industry guy, big Grateful Dead guy, and I actually wrapped the rods in the dancing bear colors of the Grateful Dead. Oh that was probably God. the craziest thing I've ever done. That is that is crazy. Um, let me ask you this. For you know someone that wants to get into rod building, and I know you help out a lot of people at oh, the shop absolutely. when they come sure. in and out and stuff like that, You know, what's some tips you can recommend and – is it something that's expensive, you know, to get into? Because I see the equipment would, you have. Uh, well, you, you, know. you know, obviously we, we have uh, equipment in our store and we stock inventory in our store for all kinds of building. But 
we need to be able to do that to provide, you know, 800 to 1,000 rods a year to our customers. Wow. To get started, uh, you know, there are some great outfits uh, that many of you people know about online that you can buy uh, products from. Uh, I got started probably on my kitchen table with a couple of roller skate wheels and a couple <laughs> of pieces of wood 40 years ago, and it's flourished into what it is today. Uh, one thing you you got to keep in mind is, like anything that you build custom, uh, the cost of the goods to build that particular rod are generally more expensive than a lot of production rods that are built overseas. Um, so it's not inexpensive, but if you take your time and you're patient, you can build a product that you can use for a lifetime. Be proud of the fact that you built it and you caught your own fish on it. Hey, like I said earlier, man, you, you build a great product. Okay, <clears throat> let's shift gears here and talk some fishing. We know you enjoy both the saltwater and freshwater game. Are there some particular species you like to target both in freshwater and saltwater? Um, if it swims, I like to try and catch it. I've <laughs> done a lot of freshwater fishing uh, on Long Island. I've done a lot of fishing in upstate New York. I've done a lot of freshwater fishing down in Florida. I really enjoy that. Still enjoy making a trip two or three times a year to go freshwater bass fishing in Florida. Uh, recently got into some peacock bass fishing in there, which I found to be great fun. Um, it, interesting to catch a fish that you don't normally see or, or normally run across here on Long Island. Um, I'm a bottom fisherman, I guess, at heart. I went flounder fishing with my grandfather and my father when I was a kid. Unfortunately, there aren't any flounders around for us to catch anymore. <laughs> Not inshore, anyway. But, um, you know, fluke fishing is probably my favorite thing to do. I don't mind catching a striped bass on a popping plug in, in Back Bay. Uh, you know, I tend to do more sport fishing now than I did when I was younger. I tried to fill the box and make some money to pay for the gas and the dock space and my college education out of a fish box. So I think today I've learned to enjoy the act of fishing more than the having to fill the box portion of the program. Um, do like surf fishing. Don't do nearly as much of it as I used to. Uh, when I do go, I do enjoy it. I particularly like to fish at night, probably because there's less people around. Bernie probably would back me up on that one. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we all <laughs> um, less people, better. I, I, think, I think one of the things that's funny about today is that, you know, in the old days, we fished, we tried to hide from everybody. And today, everybody can't wait to post whatever it is that they did on every social <laughs> exactly, media right? platform totally that they changed. can find. Um, I haven't really adjusted to that yet. I don't know. I don't take a lot of pictures. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> That's okay. So uh, do you do any fly fishing? I see I see uh, guys going in and out of the store with... Uh, I, uh, in our old store at Alton Kirk's back in the 80s, we actually opened up the first saltwater fly fishing store in the East End. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe 30 years ago. Uh, I was blessed to have a couple local Southampton gentlemen that were pretty good fly tires and freshwater fly fishermen and then ran into a number of guys... Uh, many of whom still guide in Montauk and Shinnecock, who were very high-end fly guys, really knew the game. Uh, I was into catching false albacore on a fly rod 30 years ago. I have the same generic. I caught an albacore on a fly rod under the Montauk Lighthouse picture, except I had brown curly hair back then, mm -hmm. and it was on a 1986 Boston Whaler, so I'll give you an idea about how long ago it was. <laughs> You're dating yourself. Yeah, there, definitely. I know. I know. <laughs> I enjoy it. I think uh, that's probably one of the larger growing segments of our industry. Um, certainly, uh, fly fishing is 
probably the ultimate angler experience, I guess, a lot of guys would, would think. And it's a growing part of our business for sure. Do you, do you think personally it's as satisfying making a fly rod custom for a guy as it is to make, let's say, uh, the, a swordfish rod? I, I'm going to preface that by saying that I, any rod I build is satisfying. I don't build a lot of fly rods because the production rods are so good we really don't need to. Um, offshore rods are different. Every one of them is a little different. They've got, they got to be a little, maybe a little more specialized. Excellent. On that thought, we will be right back. Welcome back to the tight line with Bernie Bass and the captain. We're continuing our discussion with Rich Parison. But right now, we're going to talk about the happenings around the island. Sponsored by ODM Fishing Rods and Fat Cow Fishing Products. June 25th and 26th is New York State Free Fishing Weekend. During free fishing weekends, anyone can fish the fresh waters of New York State and no fishing license is required. However, all other freshwater fishing regulations still apply. June 25th is the Great Gun Angler's 44th Annual Shark Tournament based out of Union Avenue Dock in Santa Riches. Mandatory captain me captain's meeting on June 24th at 7 p.m. at the Santa Riches VFW Hall. New this year, due to regulations, threshers will be the only sharks allowed in the competition. For more information, call Evan Goldstein at 914-804-5875 or Hank at Hearts Cove Bait and Tackle 631-878-7514. July 9th is the Michael Vincent Claps Memorial Junior Anglers Tournament. This kicks off a one-week tournament ending on July 17th. There's a junior and adult division. All proceeds go to brain cancer research through the Musella Foundation in the name of Michael Claps. Boat and shore fish are both eligible. There are divisions for porgies, fluke, bluefish, and weakfish. For more information or to register, stop by Wego Fishing in Southhold or call 631-765-3918. Okay, this brings us to our Catch of the Week winner, sponsored by our friends over at Professional Care Physical Therapy of Riverhead and Patchogue. Check them out for all your physical therapy needs and check out their website at professionalcarept.com. Also sponsored by Tightlines Bait and Tackle, Sag Harbor, New York. If you'd like to be a weekly winner, send your picture you catch via email to tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com or via direct message on Instagram at tightlinewrivradio. Our Catch of the Week winner this week is James T. from Southampton, New York. His entry of a striped bass got him dinner and dessert, courtesy of our friends over at Cliff's Elbow Room and Dairyland Ice Cream. Thanks for listening and thanks for entering the contest. Want to be a winner? Once again, send those pictures to tightlinewrivradio at gmail.com or via Instagram, direct message at tightlinewrivradio. Next week, we'll be once again giving away another dinner and dessert courtesy of Cliff's Elbow Room and Dairyland Ice Cream. I know, Rich, you like your ice cream, right? Can't you tell? Absolutely. I can. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, this brings us to our last cast sponsored by Miller Place Bait and Tackle and SNS Bucktails. This week, I got to talk about something that, you know, I see on the beach often as a surf caster, and it kind of bothers me a lot. You know, we all know a lot of us do the catch and release thing with striped bass and other species, but, you know, we do know there is a mortality rate with that. But I have to say this, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people, they're getting the fish up on the beach, and then they're kicking it back into the water after they get it off the hook, okay? You can't kick the fish back in the water. You got to give it a chance. You got to give it time. You got to carry it into the water. Give it time on that catch and release. What do you think, guys, about this? Yeah, absolutely. You got to clean the fish up. You got to let him get some clean water over his gills. That fish is going to be the fish you're going to need to catch in August or September when things are quiet. You got to take care of them now. Yeah, the, the fish just fought for its life. 
to the bitter end, thinks it's going <laughs> to die. You know, it's all, you know, its blood is just full. And you got to get the oxygen back into the fish. Let it, you know, let get that fresh water over the gills until it feels like it's going to squiggle out of your hands. If you just let it go, it's just going to sink to the bottom because it has no strength. So take care of those fish you release so they, at least they have a chance. All right, uh, Rich, I got another question for you. Um, I know you like to travel around the fish. And, you know, every, you know, even me as a surf caster, I change up the scenery, you know, go up the Cuddy Hunk and Cape Cod Canal and things like that. Is there a particular destination that you prefer when you get out of here off Long Island? Um, I've been fortunate the last two or three years to get down to Key West in Florida three or four times. Uh, really enjoy it there. Love the, love the fishing. Uh, the bottom fishing is excellent. Mutton snappers, yellowtails, groupers. Uh, the tarpon fishing can be off the chain there sometimes too. You can't beat the diversity of species. No, it's just a phenomenal place to go. Weather is usually pretty predictable in the in the spring and the summertime. Uh, oddly enough, I get more time to fish in the summer than I do in the fall and the winter and the spring because that's the time I'm busy building rods. <laughs> um, but yeah, any, anywhere anywhere away from here, away from a crowd, I'm happy to be. I agree with that. Um, so each week when we have a guest on, you know, I always like to hear you know a story. Uh, past, you know, or even just present, you know, or recently, you know, something may have happened, a mishap on the water, a funny story, something like that, you know, because we've all have a lot of experience out there. You know, you want to share something? I'm sure you have a ton of them, but. Uh, I got to see who I don't want to embarrass. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, probably the, the best one was walking off the end of the boat when we were trying to set anchor in Key West two years ago, uh, making sure to tie the boat off and not tying the boat off and following the anchor ball over the side, albeit in 10 feet of water at 80 degrees, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> um, you know, there's always something, so we all laugh at other people's misfortune when the hook ends up in somebody else's thumb. It's always worth yeah. a chuckle, but you always want to feel bad and try and help your friend out. Absolutely, 100%. And you know something, because at one time, it's it's going to happen it's going to gonna happen to you yep absolutely cap you have a mishap yeah i got a good one um <clears throat> i don't fly fish so i had some people friends of mine who wanted me to fly fish so they got me a pole an ocean fly fish pole i was uh guiding doing uh charters with bass <clears throat> at, just outside the inlet and so i took the fly rod i had never even really practiced except for about 10 minutes in my backyard and they gave me a big fly, and I put it on there, and the fish were just, like, busting all over the place. And I threw it out there and got an 18-pounder, my very first fighting on a fly rod. It almost broke my thumb. I couldn't, like, I didn't know what I was doing, and I, n I never did it after that. That was a good, good <laughs> time to I, quit. I did land it, though. I did Honestly, land it. That's a good start and finish. Maybe you yeah, shouldn't fly yeah, fish nope, ever again nope. after that. Got a trophy, and I'm done. Exactly. All right, Rich, I just want to tell you, man, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure, Bernie. I also want to thank the main show sponsors, Braun Seafood, Blue Sage Day Spa, and Whitewater Outfitters. Um, so this wraps up this week's show for Bernie Bass and the Captain. I want everyone to have a great week. I hope you'll tune in next week. Please check us out anytime on Instagram at TightlineWRIV Radio for all upcoming show information. And please feel free to email us at TightlineWRIVRadio at gmail.com with any comments or suggestions. Uh, 
We are casting off from WRIV Radio, your hometown station, all local all the time. Please join us next week for another exciting show with another special guest that make up our local fishing community. All right, and uh, please join us next week and treat people with kindness and thank a veteran. And we are casting off. See you next week.